here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Robin McCarron. He is sounding off, drunk, in the middle of the road, in a snowstorm, wherever he is. Jeff Hawkins. They give him a big middle finger! <laughs> You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I honestly would have rather gotten a DUI tonight. Wow. Hello, everybody. Shake Them Ropes, episode 65. At least I hope it is, because I forgot to count which one we're actually on. Rob McCarron here with uh, Jeff Hawkins for what shall be the train wreckiest of Shake Them Ropes shows as I'm literally checking to make sure what number we're on. We are on number 65. It is STR 65. Tomorrow, Wednesday, after NXT, will be episode 66 depending on what time that ends up taking place. But uh, yeah, Jeff, hello. Happy Tuesday. Hi. Hi. We've actually actually talked earlier, but that's the magic of uh, radio. The magic of radio is what Mm -hmm. we recorded first will play last on this show. I was was doing some recording today uh, on the uh, NXT conference call with Mr. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did that. That's up if you... uh, want to listen to the audio today uh, triple h had a few interesting things to say but largely it was almost word for word the same call as in december just because of uh, some of the early questions being asked but although, you I have to, to, although i have to say our questions uh, questions one, i came in with yes the one from you and the one from me that dealt with our own individual likes on xd were the more most interesting and and least ball washing you can uh, you can go listen to the entire audio call including questions from myself to triple h on uh, shakethemropes.com yeah i i asked about uh alex riley mm-hmm. because why wouldn't i yep i wasn't going to ask about brad maddox even though i wanted to Okay, but I asked about Alex Riley, and his answer was quite revealing in the fact that, uh, yeah, this fucker wants to wrestle, and he won't shut up about it. So we took him off TV, basically. Um, <laughs> Alex Riley is transitioning away from broadcasting, and we're we'll see what he does other, next. We're looking for other opportunities for Alex right now within our company, right. and there are many opportunities that could be had. <laughs> yeah, so if you like me. Wondered where Alex Riley has been on TV for the last several weeks. Um, yeah, there's a reason for it. Uh, and then, of course, we had this conversation about Bailey missing from the I Like uh, Girls, or not I Like Girls, but Like a Girl like campaign. Like a Girl. <laughs> a much different <laughs> campaign, honestly. The I Like Girls campaign is the Seth Rollins one. That's, that's, it, it yeah. is. Yes, that's one. You, you only get a few. Limited number of jokes on that, Jeff Thank Hawkins. You. That's one. Um, but Like a Girl, yeah. Um, Bailey, she wasn't sick that day. No. Just turns out that they were, uh, you know, super quick to put this together. And, and for whatever reason, Bailey just wasn't there. Did you believe him? 
I believe it was hastily put together. Okay. I don't know how you get all the girls you got and somehow Bailey's not available. But, right. uh, you know, it, you're doing what you're doing. It was it was recorded over a weekend. I can believe that story because, you know, I, I got an answer and it's the answer I'm going to have to take. It is because you're not going to get any other answer. Nope. I mean, let's face it. Um, but, yeah, you can listen to the entire audio. Uh, at shakethemropes.com. We have that up there. Uh, I'm headed to Florida for NXT TV as well as the NXT pay-per-view on Wednesday. So follow us along at Shake Them Ropes for all the uh, cool notes. I will avoid posting uh, spoilers on the Twitter feed, but we'll have results on the website. But I'm going to post a ton of pictures, I think, on that Twitter. And it's going to be a crazy week just trying to put everything together. I mean, We're going to try to do a show Wednesday night after the event. Uh, hopefully that will go well. Um, because uh, I need it to. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, we've already done the NXT talk that you're going to listen to in a little bit. We've already done our match number 88. Next week, or, uh, we're doing match number 88 today. Yes. Right. Match number 88, the, uh, the tag team match, the hardcore tag team match from WCW in 1994 that I don't want to watch at all. I didn't want to watch it one bit, but I was forced to. We talk about that in two weeks. We're taking one week off just because of all the travel craziness in two weeks. We're going to talk about match number 87. So for those following along, match number 87 will be Billy Kidman versus Rey Mysterio versus Juventud Guerrera from WCW Starcade 1998. We're going to talk about that match in two weeks. So get to watching it. Plenty of time. There is plenty of time because next week we're going to have Impact, NXT, Raw, the Fastlane preview. A whole bunch of stuff is happening. Also, if you listen to the second half of the show and are confused by me mentioning that Fastlane is this Sunday, <laughs> it is not. I, I, We went the entire taping of the NXT preview with me thinking that Fastlane was coming up this Sunday. So uh, this is quite the show. I mean, this is one that you're going to want to listen to and keep you know, don't delete this off your podcast player because this is going to be that special episode that you look back on and like, what the hell was Rob doing? It's going in the Museum of Television and Radio Broadcasting, kids. I've I've preliminary, uh, I've sent the emails to the National Archives saying, hey, you guys aren't going to want to miss this. And uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, and, a, and, a, and at least four guys on the internet will say, that sucked. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there's going to be a few. I mean, what are you going to do? This is the perfect week to be shaded for audio issues after that's the big whole uh, selling point. But WWE Raw this week was almost taking a backseat. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it because, you know, it's a private matter. It's not, you know, for us to just kind of break down. There's really nothing to it. But Seth Rollins had some problem with the Twitters, had some problem with the females in his life. And uh, Seth Rollins had to issue an apology today. If you if you got girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. Um, yeah, you know, don't give your password to people you love and then get pictures from other women. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's the list. Just don't break the trust with your significant other. It's Circle Valentine's season. Yeah. You need to keep uh-huh. that trust, guys. Uh-huh. And girls. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um, I completely don't know what happened on Raw. I watched the show. I recapped the entire show. Mm-hmm. What the heck happened on Raw? Um, all your main good guys are far weaker for the experience. Um, 
Daniel, Daniel, Bryan Daniel Bryan's becoming Daniel Bryan's becoming hateable. Uh, Roman Reigns is still kind of boring. Well, it's like because uh, now now all signs point to that we're going to get some type of. I don't know if it's still going to be a triple threat because there's still plenty of time for you know plans to be rerouted. But if the idea is okay, Daniel Bryan's going to end up in the main event picture now at WrestleMania. I mean, we we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago. Like the magic isn't there this year like it was last year. Well, the heat's on the wrong aspect of the feud right now. The heat is on the authority and how they're manipulating these two against each other. When the heat, when the when the yeah. heat, when the authority don't have a dog in this fight because Seth Rollins lost that match. Right. Get out of the way. Yeah, I don't, no, nobody, I don't nobody, the nobody cares part. about nobody cares about the these five on two, seven on two handicap matches, blah, blah, blah. You know, nobody cares anymore if Seth if no, if Seth Rollins, if if Kane and the big show get beat up. Nobody cares. Well, you know, in if we're talking long term storyline here, the whole reason that the authority didn't want Daniel Bryan in the title picture because he was this B plus player. He wasn't someone who could, you know, take the crown of the company and run with it. So now we're to believe, right, that if the authority is against someone in the title picture, it's for the same reason, that they don't think they can run with the crown and be the face of the company. So basically, with them being against Roman Reigns, we're not meant to think that Roman Reigns is good enough to be the face of the company, while at the same time being told the story, uh, you know, everyone's on the inside thinking, Oh, Roman's the push guy. We can't cheer for him because he's not the guy that we want. We want Daniel Bryan or someone else. We don't want this guy force fed to us. It's coming from both angles here and none of them look very good for Roman Reigns. And this guy's going out there and just being fed to the wolves because the crowd doesn't want to cheer for him because he's the guy we're being forced to like. But now I don't know what the excuse is for Daniel Bryan. Like some people in the crowd are like Roman Reigns won the match. So why is Daniel Bryan in here again? Like this guy's a two-time loser that just gets thrown in for no reason. And he's acting petulant. And yeah, Reigns is all over the place. Reigns has a bit of Charlotte issue going in that he's, you know, he's corpsing a bit. He's laughing, you know, he's smiling occasionally. He's trying to be cool while still being a badass. Yeah, especially when uh, when Daniel Bryan hit him with the, you know, we basically are even in the looks department line. Yeah. And Roman just goes crazy laughing. Like yeah, yeah. in some ways that can be endearing, but it's not here. But it wasn't in that particular case. And I think part of it that hurts is last year we had Randy Orton as the champion that no one wanted to be the champion. Well, now we have Brock Lesnar this year, and people are looking at the three options they have in this Mania main event of Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Brock. And Brock is the appealing one. And and here's the other part of that is that Daniel Bryan's whole story is I'm better than you. Okay, then then win win, win the match. rumble. Win a match. Cuz this is a heel move right now for him and it's you know, and it's such a contrived. I I'm 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 shocked they didn't give him the tag titles this week, to be honest <laughs> with you. If it um, were if it were 10 years ago, they would have won them. All of a sudden these two guys now have some a blood feud going just because, you know, somebody gets accidentally kicked in a tag team match. I, I, I hate, mean, it's like I hate that move. I hate I, the I accidentally do. kicked angle because okay, Brian, you guys won the match. Your whole reason for being on the same yeah, page is I'm over. I'm so happy that you overcame a, a, a tremendous odds against you and won the match. It doesn't matter who got the pin. So why are you upset that Roman just stole the pin? Now you can 
you can be upset at Roman and do your thing, but why are you dwelling on the whole, you stole my pin, I can't believe that. It's not like you're a tag team, bro. And to me, it's such a miscalculation. If you build both these guys up as strong, you could get that. What I think they're going for is, is the Roxena build, where people get behind been, their yeah. guy. Everything I mean, has been the Roxena build. They keep trying. But, but they're not doing it right. The, what you do is you keep them apart from each other and you build them both up as great. Right. And then you, and then you put them together and then you have the crowd kind of looking around going, okay, who are you cheering for? Who are you cheering for? And, and, and eventually, you know, the ebb and flow of the cheering comes. This is the exact wrong way to do it. And speaking of wrong ways to do feuds, John Cena is now 98 years old and hobbling down to the ring, apparently, because he's an old man. He's the old man. Which, which they they never say that about The Undertaker or Triple H, do they? I kind of no. wish they just... I hate the fact that this fast lane is free because they're using it uh, just to give us... I don't know what they're going to give us, but I can't... I want Rusev to win so badly at fast lane. I just oh, I don't see he, how there's going to be a clean result here. It's not going to be a clean one, but but I mean, I think he's going to get the upper hand. I don't think there's going to be a clean result in anything. No. Anything just, at all. This, I mean, to me, the, even the main event, it feels like Brock's going to run down and F5 them both. Right? Yeah. It, it all feels like it's a, it's a, it's a lot of DQ finishes. Well, it's like a Raw. It's a, it's a souped-up Raw. People, it feels like. people all throughout the Raw are waiting. Okay, Orton's got to come back here. Orton's got to come back here. No, he's coming back at Fastlane, people. I mean, it's the free show. You're going to have the big moment at Fastlane. So let's just let him come back at Fastlane. But he's going to get involved in... Whatever Rollins is doing, Rollins doesn't even have a match right now. So, I, I mean, I don't know if you give him a singles match that doesn't make sense. I think we're going to get Barrett and Dean Ambrose, but I don't know. They might be really saving that for WrestleMania. I mean, this Fastlane show I thought was interesting to see who's going to win matches. But if no one's going to win matches, then it completely loses all of its interest. And you know what else just no longer interests me is rehashing the Survivor Series and bringing out Rowan, Ziggler, and Ryback, who are getting punked out week after week. And again to, to tonight. Make sa- to make saves. Like, like oh, these guys who lost earlier are out here now to... But they couldn't even make the save right. I know. Because Rowan was getting destroyed. Dolph Ziggler had to do a crazy dive off the stage just to even it up a little bit. I mean, you had Kane and Big Show and Rollins pretty much take care of them. Yeah. Stop putting them as a team. It's not working. This Rowan no one cares about. They, it's This is the weirdest build to a show where we've known really the top matches for a long time, and now the main event's kind of changing. And I just think they should have stayed the course. You want to do but, Roman Reigns and Brock? At least there's a singular story there you can try to tell. Because mm-hmm. right now you have this triple threat. Last year, Daniel Bryan was thrust in from the crowd. The yeah. crowd isn't thrusting Daniel Bryan into the title picture. They wanted him to win the Rumble. But he lost it. And the crowd, the people are like, okay, I'm done. I don't need him thrust into the title picture again arbitrarily. Yeah, it's odd because they're doing the same thing that they were rejecting Roman for in that they're shoving him down your throat when you don't necessarily want him in this story. Or at least they don't want him shoved down this way to you. You know? It's so funny because someone someone wrote me and goes, you know what? I thought Daniel Bryan was unsinkable at one point, and Vince is proving me wrong. And it's like, wow, you almost think that might have been the point. Well, I never thought he was unsinkable. I I remember a year ago 
talking about how I don't think it's going to last too long. And it lasted way longer than I thought. And he got in the WrestleMania main event. I just don't feel that magic this time at all. Oh, I don't feel anything. But I don't for... feel any magic for Daniel Bryan at all. Like, he's in this, you know, what should be a big program. His promos aren't doing much for him. No. They're really not. I mean, let's face it. The main event of this program was to see how many times Vince McMahon could bury Brian Williams. <laughs> that's, that's what this was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for, for those of you who don't know um, the, the real story behind why they're doing this network, they did that network liar, special Brian and why they keep calling him a liar. It's because Brian Williams went after Linda during Hurricane Sandy coverage in 2012 when her campaign bought up a bunch of advertising time in the midst of a quote-unquote tragedy, and Brian Williams just basically buried her on NBC News. Buried so, her dead. So Vince is doing a victory lap. It's payback time, even though I mean, he's on the same network. I mean, even the bill for Sting is basically another WCW sucked, so you suck too. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, wow, man, they're just, okay, whatever, yeah. man. I know, it's it's crazy. I, and the and the Cena thing is inexplicable to me. I I can't for for the life of me see how anybody goes. Wow, that poor man, that poor underdog Cena. He just doesn't have it anymore. I mean, part of the <laughs> part of the promo is like he's you know he's calling himself old man and everything, but he's not doing it seriously. No, he's not. Like he's mocking the fact that Rusev thinks he's an old man, so he's just, oh, this old man's gonna beat your ass, whatever. I mean, he's not really calling himself old. He's referencing it. But he's not really calling himself old. And I always love the disconnect in these promos where, where they where they go, you know, Rusev, I really respect you. You've worked hard, you and now I'm gonna make a bunch of wacky McSlappy jokes at your expense. You know, it's like and you just Rusev doesn't even cut a joke and John Cena's like, Oh, Rusev has jokes. No, he was telling he's going to kill you, dude. Uh, yeah, and of course, John has his go-to move to become super serious scene is when the moment he drops a balls joke. I got really... D's, or D's nuts or whatever he <laughs> yeah. wants to do. He had dropped the balls joke on Lana. I got really worried when Lana and Rusev started their segment because we were having mic feedback. And I, I really thought, just for a moment... You being the audio nerd. Well, no, no. I mean, to go again with what happened last week with the flag not coming down, I thought they were going to turn that into something. Mm. I, I thought for a moment that, okay, the flag malfunction last week, microphone malfunction this week, like they were all of a sudden going to turn it into an angle, how everything is backfiring on Rusev. And I'm glad they didn't because that would have just been stupid. But I thought for a moment it could be happening. But I like Rusev. I like his part in all this. I think he was super intense and very good last night on Raw. But he's not, he doesn't have much to play with right now. Like, it, this should be a big deal. Rusev is finally at the top. He's with the top babyface in the company. And it just doesn't feel right. I mean, nothing feels right right now. And it's, I think Fastlane being here and being free and being this, you know, extra Raw on a Sunday night. It's just throwing me off the WrestleMania build, and I really wait until March happens because March is going to be how we really know this WrestleMania build is going. It's still going to take a couple of weeks, but I really want March to start right now because I'm tired of this February stuff. There's no heat to any of these feuds. No heat it's to all, anything. It's all, it's all contrived you got, kind of stuff. You got Dustin versus Cody. Which doesn't matter. 
Get the Usos. What are the Usos even doing? I mean, team Cat. Oh, team Cat. Yeah. Which, you know, good for them. No Adam Rose out there again, but no Adam Rose. No, the Brass Ring Club has died before it even got going. Oh yeah. I have a collector's item shirt on my hands, I think. He he he's now feuding with his rosebuds on shows that nobody watches. Losing to Fandango in dark matches. Yeah. But also on that same note, there was no ascension on Raw. Because they don't have anything to do. I mean, they're not in the tag title picture right now. You don't have the Dudleys in. You don't have these old teams in. How do you have this much TV time and so few stories going on? Everyone who worked hour one worked hour three. Yeah. You had Seth Rollins working double duty, Big Show Kane, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. You're overexposing people with, you know, six weeks to go still before WrestleMania. <laughs> and you're putting them on TV, you know, multiple times in shitty matches. How many times are we going to have Roman Reigns versus the Big Show? Well, just wait till the real stars come back, Rob, and then, they're, then. But, but they're already back. Remember how <laughs> all the real stars were supposed to come back, and we talked about the Dolph Ziggler push and how it wasn't real, and we were, you know, even more right than we should have been. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. I hate being right. I mean, and that I don't think. I'm not taking a whole lot of credit because I don't think anyone out there in their right mind thought the Dolph Ziggler push was real this time. But Jesus, did it ever become unreal? Oh, <laughs> oh you like him? Well, screw off, everybody. <laughs> I'm excited for NXT, though. I'm very excited for NXT. Let's, uh, yeah, let, the, 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 the less said about the rest of this show, the better for me. I, uh, it's, oh, I, mean, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I just I like to go into Raws being happy about them because it's three hours long. I like to try to find the positives. I really do. Yeah. And the Rusev thing was the only positive to be on the show. I, I mean, I thought Paul Heyman was OK, but again, it's another night of Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out to speak for a few minutes and do nothing else. Mm -hmm. uh, Curtis Axel, they, you know, he dropped Dean Ambrose again. Hey, you got a couple of Sheamus promos. Which makes him look better than Daniel Bryan ever did in his return. Sheamus is coming back. Maybe they'll make a family with him and Becky Lynch and not Finn, Finn Balor, and they'll not be excited. drunken Irish Just not fighters. Excited about Sheamus. That, that, no, and nobody should be. I think we're going to get the Ascension versus Dolph Ziggler and uh, Ryback. Somehow, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think that's going to happen. I think you're right, and you know what? I think I think they're going to. I think the Ascension's going to win that one. I think so. I th Could, I, oh, well, I, yeah, because why wouldn't they? Well, I think there's a. I, I you know what I can see on this build the WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus the Ascension. Oh God, I can't do. Yeah, that's true. Because that's how you. That's how you. They build up their badasses. Is they is they haven't beat tag teams. Well, you think that's how that's they, how they do did it? That's the how new, they did with Triple H. Yeah, the new way to do it though is to have Roman Reigns take on the most popular guy in the company just to devalue yes. both of them Yes, at the same time. We talked about how easy the crowds were going to be on Roman. We didn't take into account that the Daniel Bryan part of the equation with the same crowds. I, they can't be super happy for both guys. So you're going to have half the crowd cheering Roman. You're going to have half the crowd cheering Daniel Bryan. I think, obviously, it's still more one-sided towards Brian right now, but you, once you start having that subsection of the crowd booing a guy, it only grows. It doesn't go away. You know what got me at one point is that if you are working for these corporate 
overlords and you're mercenaries in it for money and your job is to take out two people out of a title picture, why do you care about rules and going back on the apron and having the actual match when you've already beaten them down before the bell? Jamie Noble's the best personality in this whole thing. Oh, he was phenomenal. Let's let's talk about him acting like a badass for for 20 seconds because that man, oh, warmed the dark cockles of my heart watching him in that match dancing around Dan- yeah like he was ali <laughs> jamie noble man mvp of that show jamie noble unless it's rusev i was watching stop wetting people how about that that's another thing i'm mad at but that's about it we can't we can't win everything what do you think of the sting uh setup that was fine i mean using the fake stings because he's playing mind games with triple h i mean i I don't know what the motivation is yet. I mean, Sting's this vigilante. I know the story is he's trying to get justice, but why? Why now? Like, on the pre-show, Scott Stanford and the guys are talking about how Sting just doesn't like how WWE is being run. Like, well, why doesn't he like it now versus within the last 14 years? We still well, don't know why. He's been he's been working for TNA, so he hasn't been able to watch the product. He's been out of wrestling <laughs> for 14 years, Jeff. Uh-huh. He's been gone. <laughs> Triple H sold that video more than he sold the Katie Vick crack in the opener. That was fascinating, but you know, that's him. Yeah. I, Make, making a baby face look like a dummy. I don't think they were really expecting Daniel Bryan to hit him with that line. Bryan just thought it was going to be funny. Okay. I, th- I I mean, just the way Triple H was reacting, I don't think he expected that line to be said from Daniel Bryan. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably wrong. It was just, it was a unique reaction. The whole show, I mean. It was lazy. It was lazy. You don't need to watch it. If you're wondering why we're being, I don't know if we're being lazy with the review or talking about it or anything. I just. I'm trying to find something interesting to talk about. Nothing matters can't. until nope. Fastlane is over. Exactly. And it's NXT week. Yes. I mean, isn't and it? It's NXT week. The Our excitement for NXT is proportional to our non-excitement for this Raw. This is like. I mean, this is Auburn, Alabama week, and you're trying to get me excited for Oklahoma State against TCU. I just don't care. Yeah. It's NXT that's a good, week. That's a good comparison. So, yeah. so let's let's cut off the Raw talk here and go into NXT. Raw's over. We're going into NXT. We're going to take a brief pause for no reason. So Not like could... we recorded the NXT stuff already or anything. Oh. But we'll be back. <laughs> We'll be back here on Shake Them Ropes with our NXT preview that I'm super excited for. You should be too. ShakeThemRopes.com. Follow along with us. We'll be right back with more NXT Rival. And we are back on Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarran here alongside Jeff Hawkins. We are now getting ready to preview. One of the most anticipated NXT shows since the last highly anticipated NXT show. It's time for NXT TakeOver Rival, Jeff Hawkins. Are yeah. you excited for the show? Uh, you're excited. Feel these nipples. I yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very feeling excited. Really good. I'm feeling really Basketball. good about this show right now. Basketball reference. Um, no, I'm, 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 it's <laughs> given, given, given that, uh, the thing that makes it very anticipated for me is that I can't, I'm not ahead of the booking on this one. 
I'm sure. really not. Right. There's so many different ways they could go here, and that's what excites me. I like mystery. I like not being in the know. Yeah. It's great. I love it. On almost everything on this show, we don't know who's going to win the women's match. We don't have a clue who's going to win the main event. We don't know what they're going to do with the TV tapings the next night. I, nope. it, this is an unpredictable show if there ever was one. I'm quite stoked. Well, let's get into this card. We'll go through the entire card of NXT TakeOver. I keep having to make sure I don't say Arrival or R-Rival or something after that, you know, the last pay-per-view we had, which was R-Evolution, that Mm -hmm. Steve Austin, even on the Triple H podcast, called NXT Revolution, so he wasn't clued into the gimmick. Uh, But uh, yeah, NXT Rival. They have already arrived. Now it's just time for the rival. And we start off with a budding rivalry. Out of nowhere, if you will, but stemming from the number one contenders tournament, Hideo Itami taking on Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, Hideo Itami, a match, the last match set for this card. Uh, We've had on the last couple of episodes that Tyler Breeze has been on, we've had Marcus Louis kind of hiding in the shadows, you know, showing up, but no one knows exactly what's going on. Uh, What do you think is going to happen with this match? And is Marcus Louis going to play a factor into it? You know, just until now, I didn't, but now I kind of do. He's got to, right? uh, He's showing up in the uh, shadows. I don't know if he actually plays a part in this match right now, or they make his presence known, maybe. I, I, my, my gut tells me Hideo Itami wins clean here and he needs to win clean here, to be honest with you. But I could see, I could see this is one of those things where you never know. I know that, you know, I think Marcus Louis could show up and, and give Tyler Breeze the match. Yeah, I, but does then he again, give Tyler also, Breeze the match, or does he cost him the match? Does he show no, up at the end? I, maybe. I think they're going to do the secret. They're going to do the. They're doing the admirer gimmick. So admirer. he has to. He, they have. They have to be aligned at first. But see, I'm. I'm also thinking there's going to be an interruption in another match. So I don't want to. There might. There might be a couple. And yeah, this is just I know. One of this, the options. this might be. This might be an overbooked show, too, now that we think about it. It's looking a little uh, like that, because I didn't think Hideo Itami and Tyler Breeze was going to be on this show. I thought that would continue over, like, TV, but mm-hmm. they really want to get Hideo Itami on this show as the uh, as the events air live in Japan, so you got to get Hideo Itami on there. Um, well, excited for the match. Excited to see what Marcus Louis might no i'm not i'm not i'm not excited about marcus louis at all i just know that he's a, going to be a factor i'm excited about what how tyler breeze works with the artist formerly known as kenta I, yeah. i'm really excited to see that I, I they're both smaller guys that bump like crazy and uh you know might be the reveal of the gts it could be the reveal of the gts i say i'm mm-hmm. excited to see what marcus louis is going to do just to see what type of program they give tyler breeze because the tyler breeze marcus louis program is nowhere near the top of the card but it's something for tyler to do regularly on tv which is something he has lacked for a while uh honestly since and tyler breeze hasn't had much going on since the fatal four-way show we were gushing over tyler breeze last week but he hasn't done anything for four months on the no, next but TV. I, I i have a sneaky feeling that that if they if they bring him out, they're going to do a big man, little man gimmick, much like Enzo and Big Cass. So who's winning? I'm going with the Tommy. Let's go with the Tommy. I'm going to go with the Tommy, too. I don't think you uh, you have a Teo with Tommy lose a pay-per-view match. Losing to Finn Balor, you know, another number one contender, is a different story than losing to Tyler Breeze right now. So I will go Hideo with Tommy with that one. Uh, we have a no disqualification match that I know everyone <laughs> is just thrilled to see. Baron Corbin, mm. Bull Dempsey. No DQ in a venue where they really haven't had matches like this. They haven't had no DQs. They haven't had hardcore matches. 
I don't really see these t- two guys going out with a ton of weapons or a lot of flair or anything like that. I just think they're going to battle outside the ring for a little bit, maybe a little bit in the crowd, maybe use a chair here and there. But I, there's no possible way that Baron Corbin can lose this match the way they've booked Bull, is there? There's there's a way, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think this is where they introduce Solomon Crow. All right. So this is another um, match possibly where we could have... Where we get an entrance, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I might be overthinking that because they, they don't generally introduce guys just to... Well, they do, but... It's got to come in somewhere. I, I, but let's, put the, let's, let's keep it simple, stupid. And by stupid, I mean me. Uh, Baron Corbin. Baron uh, Corbin. But by leaps and bounds. Baron Corbin getting the win. I, I just don't see any other way unless Solomon Crow comes in and somehow maybe forms a team with Bull or just costs Baron the win. Or... Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it would tie into Bull trying to find an ally of some sort. So, But I, I don't think I'm, we may not even see Bull after this. We may not see Bull after this. We may not. Maybe Solomon Crow's gimmick will be that he's hacked Bull's mind. And he's using Bull's body as his own. Bull's not a cyborg. Let's no. not uh, let's no. not go that far. All right, maybe we talk about overbooking. That a might fat be overbooking. Cy- fat hairy cyborg. Uh, possibly. <laughs> Baron Corbin getting the win. Um, a match I'm really not too thrilled to see, unless uh, maybe Blake and Murphy get the win and continue. But we have the tag titles on the line. Unless Baron channels Max Payne, or not Baron, but uh, Bull. That was the first person I thought of, actually. We're going to talk about that match here next. Mm. That was the first thing I thought of. Like, this is Bull Dempsey 20 years ago, and I equally yeah. don't care. Wow. Okay. Hated Max I th- Payne. I, th- I, think, I think Max Payne is far better than Bull well, ever will be. Most people are. Most people are, uh, as we'll talk okay. about in just a moment. The tag titles are on the line. It's the rematch. Blake and Murphy, mm. Team Bam, are going up against the Lucha Dragons, Team Sin Cara and Kalisto, for the tag titles. He- Will Blake and Murphy? <laughs> what? The gay hairdresser Callista. Yeah, I don't know how you can tell with this mask on, but yeah, it's crazy. Oh, what a, what a dumb rumor! Um, what a dumb rumor! Yeah, from a dumb guy. Um, mm. Speaking of Reddit, uh, we have the tag titles. I think it's uh, we talked a little bit about what they might do with Blake and Murphy. Like, are they gonna you know toss the titles back and forth just to get Blake and Murphy in the picture? Is this going to cement their win from last week or from a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I see Blake and Murphy retaining the titles. What do you What do you think? I would agree with you, Blake and Murphy. Um, I think we're going to see the same match, just with a different finish. I don't. I'm, obviously, we're not going to yeah. see the surprise finish. I don't believe. I just think we're going to see Blake and Murphy. You know, maybe you know sneak out a win again, and that will continue to be their gimmick that they keep sneaking out wins for teams that are favored highly. Um, I don't know if they're going to be talking on commentary as if Blake and Murphy are the favorites. I mean, that'll be right off the bat. I won't get to hear it because I'll be there. But you watching on TV, if they start talking about how Sin Cara and Kalisto were the favorites right off the bat, then that kind of spells out what their gimmick's going to be. Yeah, and it might be a chance for them to break up the Lucha Dragons too, so who knows? Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's so they can go to the main roster too. I could definitely see a breakup just so that they can maybe repackage one and let Sin Cara go on his own way. But yeah, I can very well see this being the last time we see them team up. Uh, Blake and Murphy get the win here. Uh, One of our, uh, you know, three main events, really. Finn Balor taking on Adrian Neville. This is for the number one contendership. Finn Balor, Adrian Neville in a match Mm. that I know a lot of people are really excited about. Um, Mm. With six matches on this card and a possible debut, 
I don't necessarily know how much time they're going to get, uh, but uh, Finn Balor and Adrian Neville, I'm excited for this one. I don't really know who to pick, but I have to think that Finn Balor's getting the win here as Adrian Neville moves on. I'm hyped as hell. Um, I'm overthinking this far too much because I, overthinking I, I st- show. Yeah, well it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, because they've put certain, I mean, WWE will, will tip their hand quite mm-hmm. a bit. NXT is booked for smart people, I think. Um, <laughs> and I can't help but think that that Kevin Owens versus Adrian Neville match ended in a double count out for a reason. I really want to pick Finn Balor here. I think they may give him a chance to do a main event program. I think they're going to put Adrian Neville over here. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, or, uh, oh, God. Final <laughs> answer. Go a, oh, here's, here, before you make your decision, here's my reasoning for Finn Balor. Adrian Neville's been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to our main event. If Kevin Owens is to win, Finn Balor or Adrian Neville does make sense. If Sami Zayn wins and retains, does he keep going with Kevin Owens? Most likely. But Finn Balor will have that chance because he's the babyface. They could go yeah. with a three-way program. Finn Balor, Sami Zayn hasn't been done yet. Uh, we don't know what Adrian Neville's going to be doing on the main roster, but I think it's coming soon. Uh, and Finn Balor's the hot new property. I think Finn Balor, it's not the time yet for him to lose. Not, no. not just here as a Prince Devitt fan or, you know, Finn Balor is your top guy. Why would you have this guy lose? I just don't think that's what they're thinking. I don't think it's, you know, they're thinking it's time for him to lose yet. Well, I, I don't think it would be a bad loss. I think it would be one of those. He gets much more publicity in winning than he would losing one of those types of deals. But yeah. see, I was thinking it was going to, there was going to be a, I think Kev, I see, I was thinking there was going to be a title change up top. Mm-hmm. So I was going to put Kevin Owens against Adrian Neville. In, in that program, but you know what? Adrian Neville can afford a loss. Let's go with Finn Balor. He's, he's been the champion for the last year. Yeah, he was in the I'm title gonna, picture. I've I, talked myself into changing my first uh, first impression. So yeah, I, I think Finn Balor has got this one. But either way, I mean, I, I think they're going to get maybe about fifteen minutes, possibly. That yeah. might be on the high end too. But it, it should be mm-hmm. very fun. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of both of these guys' work outside of WWE. This is a match that you should be very excited for and a match that I think a lot of people who don't subscribe to the network are going to do the free month to come watch. I think this is actually a good advertisement. Triple H knows what his fan base is. And I think it's time to start seeing if if, how good Finn does in front of the live crowd in terms of uh, cutting a promo. And I think this would be a perfect time to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Finn Balor is my pick as well. Um, Okay. But now it gets tougher. Mm. It does get tougher. You're you're not lying. Yes. (laughs) It gets tougher. We have the fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte defends her title against Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and it's Bailey. Four-way. Does Charlotte retain, or who takes it from her? Anybody could be given this, and I can think of good reasons for everybody. <laughs> Way to go out on a limb and say everybody has a shot. Well, well, I mean, 25% been, for each of them. Well, they've been, they, they let Becky Lynch win a three-way at this last house show against Charlotte and so- and uh, Bailey. Yeah, house shows mean nothing in NXT. That, I, know, I know that means nothing. But like, up they until, really legit mean nothing. But up until yesterday, she was the only one I couldn't think of a reason to win. <laughs> I, um, yeah, Becky getting screwed by Sasha. I think there's a story there where Becky can have a, yeah. a rivalry with any of these three, depending on what they want to do next. Uh, we've had the Sasha-Charlotte. 
And I don't, I mean, since, since Sasha is working house shows on the main roster, I don't think NXT is not nostalgic about giving people runs before they get bumped up right. necessarily. Here's what I think is probably going to happen. I think Bailey gets a title win here. And I think it's after, you know, Becky hits a big move on Bailey and goes to cover. Sasha goes to throw her off or something and they get into a fight. And then it's like a roll up type of a fluke finish. I think Bailey wins. Going with Bailey. The girl not in the like a girl campaign. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I think I, I think there's a lot more to a title run for her, at least in the short term, in terms of all these heels are starting to build up. And if they're going to move Charlotte up, I don't think they're going to give her back the title and then vacate it just to have another tournament. Because well, we did that last time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. I, I Charlotte, to me, is the least likely yeah, to win this match. I agree. I agree. But it's all for backstage reasons. Like, otherwise, if we're just looking at it from a perspective of, you know, watching the show, and if we were told mm-hmm. everyone on this show is going to be staying on the NXT roster for the whole calendar year, I would have Charlotte. no reason to think Charlotte would lose. But yeah. I think she's losing. I think a four-way is the perfect reason. Mm-hmm. And I think the story works best right now if Becky Lynch wins. And that's mm. my pick. Because she can go up against Bailey, who she's had this rivalry with for the last couple of weeks. She can go up against Sasha, the girl who put her down on NXT this week. And who would be upset that her protege or best friend just won the title before Sasha could. I think there's a few different stories and uh, different things you can go with with Becky and I'm not really sold on them having super high hopes for Bailey. I, I agree. Uh, but remember yeah. there is, there is that disconnect there that, that, okay, Bailey's not going to be put on the main roster anytime soon. So let's, let's make her a big deal down here while we have her. Becky hasn't cut a promo worth anything yet. <laughs> when down, she down did. NXT. Yeah. And then, and the then, you know, and then, Cor- <laughs> and then Corey Graves basically, pointed out that all she does is inappropriate head banging and devil horns. So I can't, I can't yet give her the title. I can't justify that yet. In the interest of keeping gimmicks going, like you talk yourself out of a, uh, a winner in the last one. Uh, okay. I can find a way to talk myself out of this one. Okay. Cause we got Emma coming back to NXT now and, and they're starting the, the turn with her where yeah. she's going to quit dancing because she's realizing, you know what? I suck. She's doing what yeah. we told Roman or Rowan to do last week is mm-hmm. realize you suck and change. Mm-hmm. And that's what Emma's doing. And who's the who's the most fun loving person on the NXT roster? It's Bailey mm-hmm. is the most fun loving. And that could be something right there. Emma going bad, beating up Bailey. Because then you could still do Sasha and Becky. You could still yes, have could. that as its separate program. Doesn't have to mm-hmm. be for the title. Nope. But you get Emma going. You get Bailey a uh, a main roster win in her first and you defense. Have, and you have Carmella in the wings. You have Carmella in the wings. Uh, so I did a really good job of talking myself out, except for the fact that I'm not going to talk myself out. I'm going with <laughs> Becky Lynch. And Sasha will probably win, and I'll have no issue with that whatsoever. I have no issue with Sasha yet either, but I think she's. I, I could see her getting called up before Charlotte, honestly. Sasha's ready. Get those two girls up there. Get those yeah, two women up there. You know what? Well, Stop I've, calling them girls. Are you calling you know Finn what? Balor I've, boy? I've told you why I have hesitation that they're going to call Sasha up to be Sasha. They'll probably change her some way because 90% of the divas already have her gimmick. She's got main <laughs> roster music. 
Oh yeah. But at least call the music up. Give the mm. music for like Alicia Fox. No. It'd be awful. It'd be awful. Um, it's main event time, but before we go into the main event, I want to get some of these predictions that we've been sent out of the way. Any we voicemails? Had... Did we get a voicemail? No, no voicemails, but we got a lot of Twitter predictions. Okay. People a little bit go more comfortable it. staying behind their keyboards, which is completely fine. Completely fine. <laughs> like um, you on Reddit. Case Low on Twitter, when he's not busy spamming everyone in his feed, uh, said, uh. <laughs> I'd be shocked if Solomon Crow didn't debut in the main event. I don't mm. see a finish between Zayn and Owens happening. He sees a non-finish, and he thinks Solomon Crow is going to go in the main event picture somehow. Disagree. Don't think Crow's going main event. I think that's that's a pure mid-card gimmick. Team Bam, Darren, or not Darren Corbin, but Baron Corbin, Sasha mm. Banks, Finn Balor, and a count out in the main event are Michael Dodd's predictions on Twitter. He says Crow will debut in the middle of a show in a squash match. He may debut in the show. I don't think we're getting a seventh match added to the show, even if it's only two minutes long. No. Uh, Ryan Davis on Twitter says that Baylor Neville, Breeze Atami, Banks Lynch, he's just naming all the matches. Basically, he says they should all be great. It might be a show of the year contender, Ryan Davis says. And then Brian says that Baylor versus Neville and Owens versus Zane blow the roof off the building, which I mean, it's pretty warm in at full sale. I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. If they were doing that up in Canada, I would not want the roof blown off because it would be cold. But that's the predictions. Are you ready to yell marking out? Marking out, bro. I'm going to be there in the arena. Got tickets and everything. Hating on the audience. Not hating on the audience. I'm going to join them. Okay. I'm going to be amongst the people and see do, what do it's you, life like to live with the gorillas for a day. Do, do you have a shirt that, that makes you match them? No, like I'm wearing the do. Bullet Club shirt or the uh, Brass oh. Ring Club shirt. Oh, no. I, I meant, what was the shirt that they had after your wrestling, criticism last time? Wrestling something. Uh, okay. Wrestling culture or wrestling yeah. whatever. And then on the <laughs> back, it says, you know, hashtag the dirt worst. I yeah. gave them their idea. That group. <laughs> wrestling fans or whatever they call themselves got their idea for me bashing them at a taping last year um but yeah i'm driving down on tuesday when most of you are listening to this i'll be on my way Mm. to full cell university all in one shot what are we rolling in what's the rob mccarran pimp mobile um a souped out and by that i mean not souped out black ford fusion that's right i drive a ford what year, what year are we talking here? 2012. Nice. Yeah. So that's what I'll be arriving in, ready to see all my people at Full sale for night one of two, the TV tapings of the next night. So uh, it'll S- be fun. S- S- STR arrival. STR arrival, that's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, main event time. Okay. I think we're getting a finish. I do too. But what is that finish going to be? I'll ask you first. I think the finish is going to be Kevin Owens doing something behind the back of the referee. Something behind the back. Low blow, I don't know. But Kevin Owens is going to pin Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn got his moment. He got his Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania 30. He doesn't need to keep winning. He really doesn't, actually. I think Kevin Owens wins the title tomorrow uh, or on uh, Wednesday night. I agree. I think... uh... Sami Zayn is the perfect stupid baby face. And there's a reason why the the belt has to be put in put on the line. 
And if you put it on the line without it being there originally, you're probably going to lose it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't see Kevin Owens losing. I could see a non-finish ahead of Kevin Owens losing the match. Mm. So say they go with the non-finish. Okay, you've built up another one. Say you got Kevin Owens winning. You still have built up another one. Because you can redo this kind of story here where Sami Zayn, you know, has to make sure that nothing like that happens. I know they did it with Adrian Neville here in December, but you can tell kind of the same story and make it all right. Because Sami Zayn, people are going to be invested in him. Or come March, Sami Zayn is gone. He's on the main roster and he's just not in the picture anymore. And you go to Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. I could, you know, I could see them having Owens win here. Then they do a non-disqualification loser leaves NXT match. And that's when uh, Sami Zayn says his goodbye and goes to the main roster. I don't, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Owens regular matches. You know, most of my favorite Kevin Owens matches are in six man tags or some type of hardcore match or the ladder war with El Generico. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Owens one-on-one in the ring. That's what we're going to get. So like if I was rating one to 10, how excited I am for this. (laughs) Completely, completely just taking gimmicks from others. Um, I don't know if I would give it a 10. I'm excited to see the result. I'm just not, I mean, the 15 minutes in there should be good. It's not going to blow people away, I don't think. I don't expect this to be the best match on the show. Especially if they give Balor and Pac time. I think for entertainment value, this crowd's going to be rabid for it. The crowd's going to be crazy good. I I think the crowd's going to make this better than it should be. And that's what we're going to talk about on our post show on Wednesday cuz I'll have that live perspective. I'll I'll see how the crowd reacted to everybody. We'll get who the crowd was in favor for. Um I can see the crowd really being, you know, being behind Kevin Owens too. I know the TV's been a little bit different, but I can see that crowd wanting to see a Kevin Owens win. No. I don't I I think the crowd is um they're 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 in on it, but they also go with the flow once that starts to happen. Right. So I think I think they'll be crazy good for uh, <laughs> I never use that phrase for crazy, Sami Zayn. Crazy good. Here. Yeah. But yeah, fun show. Um, I then, everything has Briscoe's to deliver and beat them both. Everything has to deliver to make it a show of the year because there. I mean, I could go the opposite way and say that undercard could be pretty poor. The four way could be poor too. That could be a train wreck. Could be. So what I. I you know, it's great to be excited for the show. I'm excited for the show. Mm-hmm. But let's not go in with show of the year expectations quite yet. Especially after the show we're just coming off of. And the show before that we're coming off of. We'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm going to be there. I'll be at the TV the next night. It'll be a fun time. Um, speaking of not excited. I was not excited to see match number 88 on our top 100 countdown of must-see matches. Okay. I think you kind of got this sense last week. I was not really thrilled to see a Nasty Boys versus Cactus Jack and Max Payne match come up on the list from WCW in 1994. But I watched it. And did it change your mind at all? Nope. Sucked. Wow. Completely sucked. Okay. Right from I thought the beginning. Go, go ahead I'm... with your overall thoughts. We're talking about Max Payne and Cactus Jack against the Nasty Boys. Match number 88. On the top 100 from Spring Stampede 1994, it went about eight minutes. It was a hardcore, just weapons fest. And uh, go ahead and give your overall uh, representations of this classic battle. I didn't say it was a classic. You said it was a classic and it was the best match I'd ever seen in my life. Those are direct quotes from you. I forget you stupid millennials have been... um... (laughs) We make things up? (laughs) Well, no, but but you've been... um jaded by the number of hardcore matches you've been able to see 
Yeah, I mean, top of Crash Holly match, can you? No. At at the time, this was a precursor to ECW. This was this was you know. It was 1994. FM, yeah. Man, WCW was in such a weird time right now because you had the Hogan influence coming in. Cactus Jack was starting to get a lot of credit as as a face who could go. Max Payne was an internet darling because uh, I know, I know you, I know you don't like him, but I mean, he had the amateur wrestling background. He was in the new Japan dojo at the same time as Chris Benoit. So anytime new Japan and Benoit came up on the internet in 92, 93, it was, Oh, this guy, he has such potential. He has such potential. He has such potential. He's a great brawler. He's a great brawler. And the brawls were kind of fun in this 92 to 94 period. Cause you had, you know, yeah, the Cactus Jack versus Van Hammer falls count anywhere where Abdullah the Butcher was dressed as a cowboy. You know, Abdullah would show up. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, the Nasty Boys do nothing for me. Ever. Ever. In any, Ever. In any, in any, Ever. <laughs> any version of them. No. And, and after watching this, if you told me I had to be in a hardcore match with the Nasty Boys, I'd say, I'll work with knobs happily. But really? I am not going to work with Jerry Sags. I wouldn't work with no. either one of them. There was a spot in this Spags match. Was, Sags was killing people in this match. Sags was killing people too. There was a moment where Sags had uh, Foley up for like a pile driver or something on the table. Yeah. And, you know, they're two fat guys on a skinny table. So, of course, the table breaks as they're standing oh, that, up. See, that's not a skinny table. That's, that's the kind of table that Terry Funk had pile dr- driven Ric Flair through. It's thick, but it's not. It's not a regular table, kind of how they used in ECW. Well, they broke it. Kind of put a hole in. Oh yeah, I broke while they were standing. And then, and then he hit him in the head with the with the half of it. He hits him in the head. Foley goes down, and Brian Knobs has this snow shovel, and he doesn't oh. really know what to do with it. So he's standing on the stage as Foley is down because this is they had like that. A lot of people remember the ECW style stage, and you know that time period in WCW where the stage went all the way to the ring apron. But they had the ramp. Yeah, they had the ramp ramp. going all the way. Brian Knobs is on the ramp with a snow shovel. He just whacks him. Doesn't whack him. He carelessly just throws it at Mick Foley's prone body on the ground. Just throws it on him. No, no, no. Before that, to break up the pin. Well, he, he does that him, too. Him in the back, but 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 the, but the, it was the shot that Sags hit him with when when he just kind of plopped him off of the ramp onto the concrete, which also looked just painful. Yeah. Well, it was right I mean, after was, that he plops him there, why, and the snow shovel Cactus, goes down. This is why Cactus Jack was getting so over at the time. Was I mean, he was Good killing kill. himself in matches against Sting, yeah. against Paul Orndorff of all people, getting, and and just dominated. just. I mean, Sags killed him on, on in the head with that shovel. But I mean, before that, even at the beginning of the match, Sags potatoes both both Max Payne and Cactus Jack with 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 that chair, just no regard, right in the head. Yeah, both of them. It was it was weapons from bell to bell. No real you know wrestling moves or anything like that. I I enjoy the contrived merchandise spot. There was the I merchandise did. spot. Uh, it was funny. Tony Schiavone. I think it's Man Mountain Rock gets the uh, this T-shirt. Max and Tony, Payne. Man Mountain Rock is his W is his slave name. Max Payne here gets the T-shirt, <laughs> and Tony Giovanni's wondering why he grabbed the T-shirt because, and I quote, "I don't even think that shirt will that fit him." Fits. 
I thought Heenan and Shivani were great. They here. were great in this match. That was the best part was listening to Shivani and Bobby Heenan. This is uh, the best match I've ever seen. <laughs> the four guys would be separated. What they were in the crowd in different directions. They were by the uh, the ramp entrance, and they had the split screen on TV. And mm-hmm. it's like twenty percent you can actually see the action, and then eighty yeah. percent was the graphic for the split screen. Yeah, like it's little tiny windows, and then a graphic showing Spring Stampede '94. Um, and, and Cactus then, Jack's big. Let, let's put it this way. Let's let's tell you how how far things have progressed. His big hardcore spot at the time that was getting over huge was him suplexing a table on someone. Yeah, this was a Chicago street fight, so they're brawling all over the place. Which yeah. apparently, of course, meant false count anywhere, as we found out, as Max Payne pins Brian Knobs on the entrance ramp after all this craziness. Kind of anticlimactically, because like the announcers are talking about the other uh, two. No, because cause the, the winners of the match were the Nasty Boys, because really? Knobs pinned Cactus Jack simultaneously. They oh. were pinning him, and the referees weren't paying attention to Sags and Max Payne. They, they counted the other guys as a pin. Oh, so who won this match? Uh, the Nasty I Boys. Because I, I thought the I had Max boys, Payne winning. No, the Nasty Boys retained uh, retained their titles. Oh, my way. God. Nasty Boys. Well, there you go. I didn't know because no one wanted to tell me what was going on. I just saw the great Muda coming on the screen next. Against Steve Austin. And Steve Austin, yeah. who, that, that, by the graphic, was just Muda. And then Michael Buffer is, you know, giving the he's going to bring the title back to his hometown, Tokyo, uh, every, Japan. You know what? It was mixing the just to give you a, a precursor and whatnot. Brief it was history the, lesson, not a big one. Well, it was it was it was mixing the best of WCW, which were guys who could go and work a match that yeah. was like a fake fireball with the stupid campiness of the of the WWF light they were trying to do because that. <laughs> They had a stupid because he was Colonel Rob Parker and Bunkhouse Buck in a promo before this match. Sure was. uh, WCW in 1994. My college days. Yeah. (laughs) Where Sting was a Hall of Famer. Sting's still a Hall of Famer, but let's continue. On Wednesday night, we are going to be back after NXT TakeOver. Mm -hmm. May not sound as good as this has because I'll be using a lot of, uh, you know, portable equipment. You'll be in a car with a hobo. I'll be in a car outside of Full Sail University. I think oh. that's where it's going to be because I don't know if okay. I'll have time to drive to where I'm going. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, okay, never mind. Continue. But no, because I mean, I don't know. It's going to be packed trying to leave that place. And I don't know what's going to happen because I mean, it's a, it's a busy part of winter park. It's like, you got to use your in, you got to get back to a back room with an, with like an ISDN line or something. Well, I don't have an in at Full sale. I have an in at, you know, Performance Center, but the Performance okay. Center is still two miles away. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't no know one's going to that... be there at this time. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to be outside the parking lot. I may be because there's, uh, there are benches and places. Well, I just may I go outside of Full sale and record amongst the people. Well, it's a college campus, man. Find a co-ed or something and say, hey, can you get me into a it's, lab or something? It's sort of a college campus. Well, it's almost a college. It's almost so. a college campus. It's really not. <laughs> I apologize to anyone from Full Sail. No, the Full Sail school I'm sure is great, but it's not like a campus in the traditional it's, sense. It's a, it's a trade school, but right. yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I might just be out there amongst the people if it's a nice night. You know, if it's calm and cool, I just might be out amongst the people. Maybe I'll gather a group around and we can have a live audience because I'm sure that, you know, everyone just wants to come and hear us talk about the show they all just watched. You'll be better than any of those outside 
stand-ups that they do for the NXT shows. So, yeah, yeah go for it. It, it. Get some peeps. We'll see what's going on. We'll see what'll happen. Um, but keep in track with our YouTube channel. You can find everything at shakethemropes.com. We are going to be back Wednesday night. I don't know yet if we're going to have a show over the weekend with Chris Harrington because WWE is announcing their Q4 uh, results this week, and we've had Chris on for the, like, the last four uh you know, conference calls, I believe. So we'll see Mm. what we can do. Uh, I'll be in Florida. I'm going to try to do uh, shows on my little vacation because you know, why not? We'll see. We'll see. But that's shake them ropes for this week. That's our NXT preview. That's our WWE fast lane preview. A lot of shows coming up this week. A lot of shows in Orlando. Did you know, Jeff, I didn't until just a couple of days ago that we talked about impact uh, taping shows in Orlando the same week. Mm Mm-hmm. They are taping head to head two pay-per-views per day during these tapings. They have a one o'clock show and a seven o'clock show from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No, I take that back. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They're taping for the 10 o'clock show where they go a little blue, right? No. Yeah. The Thursday night, which is head to head (laughs) to NXT is going to be four hours of explosion. But the next four days they're taping at one and they're taping at seven, two, three hour pay-per-views each day. What a stupid move. In front of free audiences. So they're not bringing any money in. They're just hoping for pay-per-view buys throughout the year. So I'm not really anticipating a lot of high-end talent on these shows. So if a guy gets hurt on pay-per-view number one, he's not going to be on any other pay-per-views the rest of the year. That's right. Oh, good Lord. They're keeping eight shows. Not to mention the Raw that's going to be in Orlando on Monday. Not to mention the three NXT shows over the week. There's a lot of wrestling shows that are very, very cheap to get into over the course of this week here in Orlando. But I'll be going to at least one of the impact tapings, uh, probably the Friday <laughs> afternoon one. Oh, you sucker. Continue. One of them. Well, it's actually a fr- the Friday being at one o'clock actually helps me because that's actually easier than going to the one at seven. OK, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that'll be it. Uh, so that is Shake Them Ropes for this week. I thank everyone for listening. Jeff Hawkins, Rob McCarron. We'll see you next week. Here it comes again lunch will it be the same old same old or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new jamaican jerk turkey sub at firehouse subs freshly sliced smoked turkey breast craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of caribbean seasoning just 555 for a medium save time order the new jamaican jerk turkey sub on the firehouse subs app firehouse subs enjoy more subs save more lives participating locations limited time only plus tax prices may vary for delivery Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.